Good morning all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. We are on location here at Bell Park Bank. Bell Park. Bell Bank Park. I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying that this morning. <laughs> and uh, I have the amazing uh, Austin Jacks here with us, who is the executive director of Legacy Cares and the owner of Bell Bar Bank Park. I don't know why I can't have, can't say that, but welcome to our show this morning, Austin. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, with all that entails, what exactly um, do we do out here uh, with Legacy Cares and Bell Bank Park? Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so Legacy Cares is the owner and operator here at Bell Bank Park. We employ just over 550 individuals that work for us. And it's divided really into two segments. We have our sports area that's ran by our sports partner. And then we have our events, conferences, concerts, and activations ran by another group called the Oakview Group. Um, this idea really came from a family. A dad was walking around a ball field and him and his two sons were at different stadiums, at different complexes. Him and mom had to trade off who's watching who, go cool the kids down, go get them hydrated. And it kind of dawned on him, you know, it would be great if there was an all-inclusive facility where we never had to leave for the day. And it's something a lot of parents in youth sports right now struggle with. You know, you might have kids in different sports um, or in different cities and, you know, families are getting split up and it becomes difficult. And, you know, with the rising cost of gas, expensive, too. So the idea of Bell Bank Park came from that. And we have officially become the largest youth sports complex in North America with over 320 acres of space to work with. We have everything you can imagine. I mean, if you can put the Disney worldwide of sports inside of us, it would fit. And that's probably the closest comparison I can make. We have everything from a concert lawn to 45 pickleball courts and a pickleball stadium. We have 36 soccer fields. I have 18 basketball courts. I have over 20 volleyball courts. I have a cheer, gymnastics, dance studio. I've got a performance center. We even have a zip line that runs through the nucleus of the park called the Toyota zip line. Um, and we are also now most notably known for the largest sports bar in Arizona called the goat greatest of all time, of course. Of course. Um, and that's that after Tom Brady, by the way, so no, not to interrupt you. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I think our, uh, our founders thought that that was just a catchy idea because right. this is one of the greatest facilities of all time. We actually even just installed our version of top golf, which is a golf simulator just across the way from the studio that we are in right now on site. Right. Um, really incredible asset and the greatest challenge that I was posed with when I took this position over for Legacy Cares is how do we make this available to every child and family that otherwise could not afford it? Right. And in this last 12 months, that's exactly what we've done. We have made it our job to make sure that those families and kids that can't afford to be in a state-of-the-art complex that is Bell Bank Park have that opportunity, whether it's us offering a scholarship, whether it's us donating a free field or court or event space to them. We're making things more affordable. Now, that's not to say that our for-profit clients aren't coming in and running out facilities at what the minimum is, but for those organizations that are classified as a 501c3, it's our way of giving back and having them engage with a facility that they otherwise would not have access to. Right. You know, you, you look back to when you're younger, and I know when I was playing ball, I was a football player, a wrestler, and baseball player, and my parents kept us active and, you know, we didn't have the most money in the world. So 
fundraising to pay your dues to play on that team, fundraising to travel with that team, you know, transportation, especially for groups and teams is always a huge expenditure. And it's something that we took a closer look at and just said, you know, how can we alleviate a lot of that concern? And that's what we have done and we're starting to do. You know, some of the most vulnerable communities in our state and those at-risk youth, which is the famous sort of brand that people want to give for vulnerable communities is kids in foster homes and foster families. They're juggling a lot at once. We want to make sure that they have this opportunity as an outlet. Uh, We also work with families that are in transition centers from homeless to getting a full-time job. Actually, just across the way on the other side of Mesa Gateway Airport from where we are, there's a group called House of Refuge, and they have nearly 200 families transitioning to full-time work with them. And that's not counting all the kids. So we invite them here. We bring them in. We say, go play some sports for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, something that they're not typically used to. And, you know, like I said, it's our way of giving back. And I could list off the 100 things we've been doing lately this last year. But it's been a really incredible adventure for myself and my entire team to see. And we're just grateful from the, the, the support we've had from all of our community partners in the state, from our donors, the foundations that support us, and more notably, our sponsors. You know, For instance, we're in Talking Stick Studio right now. Right. We're grateful for them providing this opportunity into groups like you to come in and do this type of work. Right. And so the biggest event that you've had here this week is with the Roman Gabriel um, Sold Out Youth Foundation then for this week. So that was that that was a powerful event. I don't know how many kids actually showed up here that night on Tuesday night, but I mean, that's powerful. Um, What you're doing out here is incredible and helping those families, helping, like you said, nonprofits come out here, giving them the opportunity to use the spaces um, and make it a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah. And you know, that, that's an interesting story, how the football camp sort of came to fruition. You know, when I, when I took this role on last year, just before the park opened on February 4th, I made a conscious effort to say 501c3 organizations are constantly fundraising against each other. Mm -hmm. What if we eliminate that barrier and just partner Mm -hmm. and create an ecosystem where we're all thriving as one? It's something that I've seen a lot in my career as a professional fundraiser in the past and someone who's worked in several startups is let's kind of work in tandem to get the same job done because we all want the same end goal, which is to make sure that you know, kids are thriving in whatever they're doing. And in doing so, I was introduced to Roman and he had a very exciting program called the Drug and Alcohol Abstinence Pledge. And I thought that was needed here at the park. With as much traffic as we have come through here, I thought it was crucial. Let's encourage our kids to take this pledge and we'll adopt it as a program. So that's where we started. Um, and we, and you've probably seen posters all over my facility that have that pledge with the QR code. Kids yeah. are taking it all the time. And from there, Rowan and I got together and said, well, what else can we do? And we both said, well, Super Bowl's coming up. How about a camp? And so we both decided let's do a free kids football camp and advertise it as free. Right. So we partnered together. CARES donated the space. We also worked with Raising Cane's Chicken to donate meals to all the kids that night and had a variety of coaches, trainers, and players come out to our soccer stadium, actually, which we retrofitted into a football stadium for the camp this week. And we had just about 100 kids attend, um, which is great because CARES doesn't do a whole lot of uh, mass marketing. But what we do is I have a lot of conversations with groups, with families that come on site, in other organizations that want to use this asset. 
And so that's how we came to 100. And Roman did a speech on his drug and alcohol abstinence pledge there. Um, and the kids, they, they had a great time. I mean, I've had parents calling and texting me how they got my cell phone number. I have no idea, but they're endorsing <laughs> how great CARES is. And um, I really could not be prouder of the team for putting that together. And Right. We hope to continue to do that every year and as much as we reasonably can. Right. Well, I always say where there's a will, there's a way. So if somebody wants your phone number, they're going to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's incredible. Yeah. Um, just seeing the facility out here has been incredible. I love the zip line that you said that was there. Yeah. Um, and I did peek my my eyes into the window over there to see the, the studios that you have over there. Great. Um, you know, great facility out here. So definitely if you're in the Phoenix uh, area or Mesa, I guess we're out here in Mesa. I'm all messed up. I've been from every part of Phoenix uh, or Arizona and within like a 40 minute radius, I think three times yeah. this week already. <laughs> and we often like to call it the greater Phoenix area because it's very, Arizona is very different than other states because we're so flat in the desert. Right. The famous saying is, oh, it's 15 minutes away. So every time we have a tourist or visitor here, I say, oh, it's 15 minutes. And it really yeah. is. It really so, is. Yeah. Like, seriously, I can get to where we're staying at to here anywhere within 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. With, of course, without the traffic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's nice. But uh, yeah, absolutely incredible what you're out here doing. Now, um, how are you guys funded then? So in two different ways. Um, one, we do a lot of on-site fundraising. So 50-50 raffles that you see at stadiums and arenas throughout the countries, mm -hmm. even racetracks, right. we've kind of adopted that model um, with the number of visitors that come in through the park. That's a really great way for us to fundraise. Um, in addition to that, these partnerships really help extend our dollar so that we're combining resources, kind of what I was talking about earlier. So then I'm not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to launch a drug and alcohol abstinence program. Some Someone like Roman Gabriel would give that to me right. and then we would help advertise boost his engagement and then also strengthen our program areas um, another way is private donors and foundations so we are constantly fundraising and a big misconception people have about Bell Bank Park is we are flush with cash to give away to the community in actuality cares actually does not utilize any of the funding that comes through the park for its programs we have to fundraise that separately mm -hmm. so not only are we running a charity at this facility and owning this facility for charitable purposes but we're also fundraising on our own mm -hmm. so like i said we do that through foundations through corporate giving through individual very generous individuals here in the state um in the 50 50 raffles that help drive revenue and Partnerships in terms of revenue shares for different things are a big area that we do. You know, the last decade of my career has been in fundraising. So this is kind of my specialty and part of the reason they brought me on. And right. we designed programs in such a way that they were affordable to us, but they made a huge impact outside of that. And what has ended up happening is even some corporations are coming to us saying, OK, well, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to run this program for us. Right. And that helps fuel the cost of what we're doing. You right. know, just this last year, we launched the Play It Forward grant program mm -hmm. through Bell Bank, where we gave $40,000 in investment direct back into the community for nonprofit organizations working with kids and youth sports and those that had small budgets. Um, so that's something exciting we did. And then 
More recently, we've learned a lot about what the state is doing to help some of these at-risk youth and troubled teens. And one group in uh, specific is the Vocational Rehabilitation Department of the state of Arizona. They actually work with larger companies or organizations like ours to encourage employment of young adults with autism and other developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. So we thought that was a great idea for us to engage on. And what we notice a lot of other companies in the state do is those young adults, they're doing janitorial activities, they're cleaning up, they're doing things like that. We took it a step further and said, let's get you in front of customers. Mm -hmm. Let's embrace your social skills and your ability to have social interactions so that you can build a resume to go somewhere. And maybe that's working at an arena somewhere else. I don't know. Um, so we launched the Not Your Typical Workforce program. Recently, I was on Good Morning Arizona talking about this with our partners at Not Your Typical Delhi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've launched this and it's been really successful. And mm-hmm. the state is covering the cost of those kids to come and work with us in various capacities. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing ticketing, they're doing field changeovers where they're turning a soccer field into a football field, Mm -hmm. like what we did for the camp. Um, They're also interfacing with our different coaches and trainers to see, you know, this is how you manage equipments or a gym. Mm -hmm. Um, They're doing things that are building on their social skills. And what was really important to me during this process that my entire team was autism certified for which legacy cares is, which is a huge accomplishment. And it's not a, it's not cheap to get that training done either. So that's something we had to fundraise for, but was very necessary in our first year. And it's a training you have to repeat every 12 months. So right. that was crucial to launching this program. And it's something that we're we're very proud of. It's the only program of its kind in the state. And we hope eventually long-term to be the largest employer of young adults with autism in the state, let alone the country. Um, because this is unique, mm-hmm. you know, even in April, we're going to host a uh, night to shine prom right. for these guys. And, you know, prom is not something that that area of kids were able to do in high school. Right. Um, and so it's something that we really want to do to give back to them and show them that you're capable of doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, and it's one thing that I really see as an ongoing trend in the charitable world is how can we empower these young adults to just be better and realize untapped potential. Right. You know, I've heard trainers talk about untapped potential before when it comes to athletes, but it applies across the board. And we really try to foster that personal growth with these kids. Absolutely. You know, uh, teaching kids to be unstoppable at an early age is, yeah. is something, right? That Hence why this show, right? Absolutely. Uh, a, that a, was a, coincidental. A lot, of, a lot of us go through life and, you know, a life lets us down over and over again, but it's what you do with those lessons in those moments and not to give up, right? To keep going, right? And that's a great example of what you got out here. You know, if if one avenue of of, of uh, fundraising doesn't work, then then you get another one. And, and you know, tapping into any government uh, program that could help you guys as well mm-hmm. too, right? I mean, you're doing such amazing things out here for the community uh, and to be able to have that community give back as well. I think is important because I think uh, at least my lesson for this year is everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it, if it's not a situation that not everybody wins, then really it's a, a lot. A lot of us, it's been like one sided. But this year, I know uh, we at Unstoppable Overcomers Productions have adopted the theory that everybody wins or no one wins. Right. Yeah. So uh, and, and that's what I love about it. And in it 
and giving up what that looks like, but just knowing that um, the reciprocity is there in some form or another. Mm -hmm. So I, I, what you guys are doing out here is great. And you're helping so many youth in your community that I know is not, it, it's going to give back. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. You know, I, I always like to tell parents that come and meet with us and want to get involved is, you know, the highest rate of crime in America right now is actually between the hours of 2.30 and 6. And everybody wow. wonders why that is. Well, kids getting out of school exactly. with nowhere to do, yeah. go or do. And mom and dad aren't home yet. Yeah. So what can we do to reduce that and provide opportunity essentially for those kids to stay out of trouble? Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, my parents instilled in us that we had to be busy. You know, if you're not playing sports full time, then you're getting a job full time. Yeah. And, you know, I think right now it's really tough for single parents to do that um, and others who just don't have the capacity to take kids to and from practices and things like that. So let us take that burden off of you. Right. You know, let us provide that opportunity so you can pick your kid up when you get off of uh, work and mm -hmm. then they get a fun activity. They get to exercise, be outside doing team sports and really building that camaraderie because okay. even during the pandemic one thing during the pandemic we built this giant asset which is pretty incredible judging right. by everything that happened right um but we we noticed there was a really high rate of suicide among teens and young adults during that time right and i also have a background in behavioral health so i've studied this extensively and you know Parents are asking, why, why is that? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because kids are no longer in the classroom having that social interaction. They were bogged down in their bedrooms, in single family units, and they were on a computer screen interfacing with one another. So another goal of ours became we need to get those kids back out. Right. They need that social interaction. Kids need that for development. You know, yes. when you... When you have a kid, the doctor tells you immediately, oh, social interaction is great Yes, because a baby learns. That's how they learn to talk and to interact and have social skills. That same rule applies until they're a teenager or an adult. And yeah. we really wanted to work on that to get those kids back out, back on the field, back in team settings. And it's working. And we're, we're seeing kids really excel in our programs. You know, we run a performance mentor program uh, the first Saturday of every month. It's free. It's open to the public. Anybody who's listening in Mesa or Phoenix, please sign up. It's on our website at LegacyCaresInc.org. Um, and we have a formal, uh, former Olympian work with these kids for two hours. They do a quick workout and then they do goal setting and mentorship. So wow. they're focusing on personal growth. Where do you want to go? What's your goal for the next month? Do you want to excel in school? Mm -hmm. Do you want to practice more? Do you want to become a better pitcher on your baseball team? You know, what is that? Um, and the gentleman who runs that, his name's Dan O'Brien. He's the former Olympic gold medalist for the decathlon. Mm -hmm. And he's also on my board of directors. Very grateful for Dan's support. And um, in working with these kids, he calls it a Jedi training. He kind of walks them through how to master the art of being a goal setter and working on personal growth. And it's just great opportunities for these kids. Right. And that is so awesome. And and just getting back to what you first said um, just now about the rate of suicide with children, mm -hmm. I can't imagine. Um, well, I can't imagine because when the when the pandemic first hit, I was one of the first ones to stay at home with my stepson. Uh, his, his mom and I took turns. And so there was a period of like two months where I was there with him homeschooling, which was a joke. Um, and he was so 
um, his attention span is so short to begin mm -hmm. with and trying to learn that way. So the pressure of that, the pressure of not being able to see his friends, his, um, you know, being in school in that environment. And, you know, I, we tried to keep as much uh, we don't watch the news in our house and, and that's a good thing because I didn't want his head filled with that and filled with fear. What ended up happening is there was a little bit of fear in there and, you know, because, um, you know, his mom works in an environment where there's, um, uh, she's like a PSW where it's trying to keep the elderly safe. So she works with the elderly and, and so, you know, trying to keep everybody safe in both households, um, you know, and the added stress of that and him not being able to see his friends. There was a, a time that it was just like, it was very, well, it's not only stressful for us, but it was stressful for him. And I had to keep in mind, you know, as an adult, I can barely process this. What is it like for him? You know, him not really knowing him, you know, we're, we're as an adult, we have to protect him, but then, you know, and I can see why there, the suicide rate would be so high amongst our kids, especially at the beginning of the mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, you know, cause isolation is not good for anybody, let yeah. alone children. Yeah. They have to get outside and play. And where I'm from in Canada, like we were completely locked down to the point where you couldn't leave unless you're going to the work or the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and so I can just imagine and, and building this park out here at the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. I was just like, kudos to you guys for making it work. Right. Yeah. And, and cause that is huge alone. And now giving these kids the opportunity to say, wait a minute, um, you know, I don't want you to get in trouble. Come out here. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll Get you, and activity is great for kids, yep. right? The the physical activity they need, plus you're giving them the mental, um, mental and emotional wellness. And, and emotional wellness. Thank you. And so that's just great what you guys are doing out here. Like I I can't. I wish. Okay, so if anybody in Canada is watching this right now, we need to put this in Canada. Maybe oh maybe you should be international. Maybe you should make one. That's an idea. Windsor's a huge, I'm from <laughs> Windsor, Ontario. So Windsor's kind of huge. And mm -hmm. I think that that would be great to have everything under one roof. I mean, yeah, we have arenas and yes, we have football team mm -hmm. fields, but to have everything in one place and giving the kids mental uh, wellness on top of that would be great. So just something to think about. Yeah, Expand. no, that's interesting because <laughs> we, I get the question all the time. Well, what don't you have? Well, we don't have water and we don't have ice. So that maybe that addresses that concern a little bit. Yeah. So it's interesting. And then I just wanted to fine tune one point there when we're talking about the pandemic is, um, you know, we partner with Copa Health on a suicide prevention forum every year. They've been a great partner of ours, their uh, national healthcare group. Mm -hmm. And in talking with some of their leadership earlier on last year, you know, we, we crossed this subject and we all kind of sat around the table and I said, you know, kids and parents don't realize the value of recess. Mm -hmm. And you know, the kids look at it. Oh, okay. I get to get out of the classroom for a minute. Yeah, that's right. But you're actually still learning when you're out on that playground. Yes. You know, you're yeah. having the interaction, you're building relationships, you're doing physical activities. You're on the monkey bars. If kids still have monkey bars, we had them when I was in school mm -hmm. um, or the slides or swings or things like that. And it just, it builds on top of that. So it, there's a lot of things about being in person in our public school education system that people really need to take a closer look at. And I think recess mm -hmm. is one of them. And I think I look at us as an extension of that. Mm -hmm. um, we are forever recess. So come on out.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time here, Austin, today. And by the way, I love the name Austin. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it's, it. It's my firstborn nephew's name, and uh, he's he's my world too. So whenever I I get in communication with an Austin, I'm like, yeah, there's another good guy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> not a bad name. It's like not a bad it name too. at all. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you having me. Love what you guys are about and what you're doing on this channel. So thanks so much for hosting us and absolutely. for everybody tuning in. If you want to learn more about us, legacy. Cares Inc. Inc.com or org. We just got that domain as well. So please check us out. We have a contact form on there. And if you're local here in Arizona, we'd love to get your kids involved with us. Every single program has a sign up form. So it's just a matter of checking of your eligibility. And if you're a 501c3, I personally would love to talk with you. So please get in contact with us. Absolutely. So let's just make let's make this a win-win situation for everybody out there. Get your kids the help that they need and and definitely help the park out here because it is an amazing facility out here. Even to just to come out here and see for yourself, right? Um, seeing is believing and, and knowledge is power. And so, you know, whatever we can do to help Legacy Cares out here um, in in the Phoenix area, definitely. Um, that's what we're here for to help you guys. And if there's anything else we can do, just let us know. Um, but thank you so much for coming on our show today. Really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, for those of you watching, come out on here to Legacy. It's one Legacy Drive uh, in in Mesa. Mesa, Arizona. And <laughs> Mesa. Yeah. There we go. So with that, have an amazing day, guys. Be unstoppable in all that you do and stay blessed. Bye for now.